Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Are you about to start a podcast or producing a podcast and tired of doing the editing yourself? We have produced over 1,000 daily shows and the production team that I've created, they're now available to produce shows for you as well. We can do as little or as much as you need from finding and communicating with guests, preparing introductions, to editing the audio and video. You will sound better, have a more professional presence, and be able to spend your time doing other valuable tasks on your business. Let me know you're interested by emailing me directly at Whitney at LifeBridgeCapital.com. This is your daily real estate syndication show. And we're introducing some new segments called the Real Estate Syndication Show Highlights, where we are bringing you a look back at episodes focused on a specific topic that we believe added a lot of value to you in your syndication journey. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also hit the notification bell so you can continue to know when new shows come out. Have a blessed day. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Tom Schwab. Thanks for being on the show, Tom. Whitney, I am thrilled to be here. Tom, a lot of people are trying to get on shows now, right? They're trying to get on podcasts, and obviously, everybody wants to get their message out, right? You know, brand awareness and all that. You know, maybe you could speak to, you know, the listener right now who's wondering why that's necessary and why we should pursue getting on podcasts. And let's get into maybe some, I guess, the better ways of approaching podcast guests or better ways to get on shows, some good techniques, bag techniques that are used, and we'll go from there. Sure. And it's exposure brings opportunity, right? So that's why you want to do it. So if you know somebody like by the name of Whitney that has access to thousands of people that love him, that listen to him each week, wouldn't you want to talk to somebody like that? and have all of his fans listen in. So it's that whole thing of a digital stage, right? How can you get on more stages and get introduced? So with that, a lot of people forget what they were taught in kindergarten, and they go back to the worst of digital marketing, right? I always joke that I get pitched probably once to twice a day to be on my podcast. And Whitney, every pitch is the same. You know, dear Tom, we love your podcast and would love to be a guest on it. The only problem is I don't have a podcast, right? They're just robo-pitching me. I'm on somebody's list and nobody likes cold, cold pitches, right? If you're going to lie to me, tell me I'm pretty. Don't tell me you like my podcast. So with that, put yourself in the host's shoes, right? What do they want? People want to have people on their podcast that are their friends, friends of friends, or people they'd want to be their friend. So don't start off with a cold pitch right? Go out and become friendly with them. And how can you do that? Well, every podcaster listens to ratings and reviews. So if you listen to the podcast, like it, leave them a rating and review. They will notice who you are. Connect with them on social media, share their stuff on social media, build that relationship. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about jab, 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 right hook. I probably missed a couple jabs on that too. I always say serve, 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 ask. So leave them a rating and review, share their stuff, be part of the community, then you can reach out and say, 
I appreciate the podcast. I enjoyed this episode. This is something that I think that I could offer your community. I could add value. There's a podcaster called Doug Sandler, DJ Doug on the Nice Guys on Business podcast. And I love something he said. He's like, you don't have to promote yourself on the podcast. If you do a good job, I'll promote you better than you ever could. So when you do that, when you reach out to podcasts, think about how you can serve with them. And then the other thing too is content is king, but context is God. So don't just reach out to all 600,000 podcasts out there. Find out which ones have your ideal listeners in it and then reach out to them and just start small, knowing that if you do a good job at the end of the podcast, you can ask that host, you know, do you know if anybody else that I'd be good on a podcast with? podcasters know podcasters. And if you do a good job on the first show and they introduce you to two more and they tell two friends and so on and so on, you'll get your dance card filled quickly enough. That's some great advice. And I can relate to that as well. Obviously, you get numerous requests for people being on the show. Some good, some not so good. But I really liked it. You, know, you said start by leaving a rating and review and then sharing their posts online, being part of the community. I can relate to that as well. I have people that who have done that and then later have asked to be on the show or they've connected some other way. Or, I, you know, by the way, about how they provide value in our group, I see, OK, you know, they would be qualified to be on the show. And then I may ask them before they even ask me. We've got an infographic we call it the nine secrets to getting booked on your first podcast. I'll put that up in the show notes and everything we talk about. It'll just be at interviewballet.com forward slash syndication. I'll put that. You look at those and goes, well, a lot of those are common sense. Yes, they are, but they're not commonly used. And if you use those secrets, you'll get on more podcasts than you will just trying to robo email. Tom, what do you find the best way like to find podcasts that are going to have listeners that are going to connect with you the best? What's the best way to find them? Yeah, and our algorithm really looks at four things. And a lot of people will just stop at the podcast, right? So the first thing we look at is the podcast itself. So do they have the right type of listener? You know, it could be a great podcast, but if it doesn't relate to what you're talking about, it'll never mesh there. So we'll look at things like ratings and reviews. We'll look at how many episodes they have. You know, one of the sad facts is that most podcasts die within the first 10 episodes. So you may not want to be episode number four when they stop paying the Libsyn bill at number five, the hosting bill. So make sure that you look at one that's a little bit more established with that. The other thing we look at is the website. Remember that every time you're on a podcast interview, they're going to link back to your website. So you look at how powerful that link is. We've got some clients that do it just for the backlink. And, you know, if you ask them, hey, would you rather be on Tim Ferriss's podcast or the Kalamazoo Valley Community College podcast? They'd probably say, give us the one with the .edu backlink because it's worth a lot more. The next thing to look at is the social media, right? How much are they promoting this either to their email list or their social media? We've got some clients that say, hey, I'm trying to build my Instagram following. Well, we'll find them podcasts that have a bigger Instagram following. And then finally, we always look at experience with previous guests. Now, you don't get to see this always, but some podcasts just always convert well and other ones never convert well. And one of the overarching things is, are they having a discussion or are they just reading off the same questions? The ones that are having a real discussion like we are here, those always tend to convert better. Our guest is Toby Lyles. Thanks for being on the show, Toby. Oh, thank you so much, Whitney. What a pleasure.
I never imagined I would be doing a podcast, you know, before I started this. Never crossed my mind, right? And then when I decided to start a podcast and a mutual friend introduced you and I, it was relieving to know that I had somebody kind of in my corner, kind of like a consultant, right? I mean, that's what you do. You're consulting people and you did me, you know, help me get started. But it was relieving to know that I had somebody that had the answers to all these questions or had done it thousands of times. And all these questions that I had were nothing new for you. Yeah, no, that's right. We just get the same question over and over and over again. And everybody's got the same frustrations and everybody has the same goals. But it's just hard to get through these common questions that are still hard to be answered. They're hard to get answered because it's often custom to the person. So one person's microphone doesn't work for you and someone else's random suggestion about where to host. You and I talked about that. One, the most standard hosting wasn't exactly what you needed. So how to custom make things for the actual person is a huge thing because we all wear different clothes, right? That's right. I know when I got started, the big frustration, it's overwhelming. You know, I've talked about it. It's very overwhelming, especially when I decided to do a daily show. And, you know, obviously that multiplied, you know, me being overwhelmed. But I knew that's what I wanted to do. And we stuck it out. And, you know, it's been working well now, uh, hindsight. But getting started, I think developing the processes were very difficult. And just me knowing, okay, you know, what needs to be done first and second and third and fourth, and how to go through that and making sure everything's done correctly. And then also just on the back end, there's so many different little platforms that I had to have to set up, you know, whether it's making appointments and doing the Zoom and all these different things. And initially, it's like, where in the world do I even begin? You know, could you help us with that a little bit, help the listener with that process? Or maybe where do we even start to know what platforms we need, you know, to make this as smooth a process and as professional as we can make it? Yes. Okay. So that is a great question. And I will say, Whitney, you had a lot of major hurdles that you overcame to go. So I think when people, if they don't realize when they hear your voice, they're hearing a lot of time and money. And just you worked day and night to get this done. And I don't think you ever rested. I think it was eight days a week for you. <laughs> at least that was my observation. Listen, so the first thing you need to look at is what are you trying to accomplish? Just because someone does it one way or someone does it on Zoom or whatever, does not mean that that's how you need to do it. So what are you trying to accomplish? Is And what you're trying to accomplish, is that going to be a solo podcast? Is that going to be with other people? If it is an interview podcast, is it a remote interview podcast? Like you're doing, Whitney, where people are all over the world? Or is it live? You're walking around the different events. That is the critical thing. What are you trying to accomplish? And then the next part of that is, how much do you like knobs and wires and the equipment? And how easy is that? Once you answer those two questions, you can start to figure out what equipment and process to work with. So that's not quite the answer, but like everything, you need to start with your why, and then you need to figure out the how from there. Okay. So, you know, with me, it was obviously it's an interview podcast. You know, I'll do some solo shows, but for the most part, I'm interviewing others. And like you said, from anywhere in the world, because it's great technology, we can do it remotely. And I was not someone that needed more knobs and wires to have to mess with. And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Toby, but I feel like in most cases, most podcasters, especially if you're just getting started, you don't need more knobs and wires. You just need a USB mic and let's get the ball rolling. Would you agree? Yeah, just get the ball rolling. That is an important thing to to say. The only caveat with that is 
depending on what you're trying to produce, the get the ball rolling can mess you up a little bit in podcasting. And I hate to say that because I always want to say, just go forward, just do it, right? Some people will say, just grab a phone and start podcasting, which definitely works, but it can sometimes sabotage you just because the way you sound can make you sound experienced or inexperienced. And if you're trying to place yourself as an industry leader, if that's what you're trying to do, then then that raw, authentic sound can actually turn people off sometimes. So the trick with that is to know, okay, so if you want to be an expert, then yeah, just grab a USB microphone that actually sounds good. So you're using an Audio-Technica 2100. And that has been an industry leader. I think you like it. How do you like that microphone? I like it just fine. It's worked great for me. I've taken it all over the place traveling and I record in hotels and wherever I'm traveling, I still get the shows done and it's worked great. Yeah, it's really simple. It sounds pretty darn good. As long as you get close enough to it, it's not really echoey and it's a clear sound. So it's the perfect way to go. And it's like 70 bucks or something like that. So that's a good place to start. And then you've got a good microphone. You can record in any computer and you've got sound. And then you're using Zoom for most of your recordings, which definitely works. The only trick in that is the Zoom sound for the host side doesn't always sound that great. So I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we've talked about you actually replace the audio with a good quality recording that you're making with your microphone on instead of that Zoom audio on the host side. What about show format? Different types maybe that you've seen or suggestions that you have for formats? I feel like show format always has to follow you and your identity and your personality. Every time, it's just like when you're starting a business. You know, in real estate, you know, some people like to do storage and some people like to do multifamily and some, you know, everybody's doing something different. So it's still back to this. Who are you and what are you doing? Your show format is simply need to know what you're doing. So if you're going to do an interview format, what works for you? What works with your time? Are you an easy talker? Can you just talk and people just love listening to you? A solo show might be a great idea. If you're the life of the party, everyone's always engaged. If you're great in conversation, then maybe consider an interview format. Where are you naturally? Where do you show up in the world? And how can you just easily move that to podcast? It gets a little difficult if you try to move outside of that. If you try to be someone that you're not, obviously we can grow, but it just creates a attention point with the podcast that you need to overcome and that's okay, but causes a little bit of time and energy to grow. It does. And so you got to think through the format, what type of show you're going to have and are you going to have guests or maybe you're going to have guests sometimes or, you know, how much talking do you want to do as opposed to having guests, you know, and it is very different. You know, how much preparation time do you have to be able to do solo shows, you know, as opposed to an interview show, which both take some prep time. But I like interview shows. I like being able to ask other people any question I want you know, and they're experts in this business, or they have some expertise, you know, that help the listeners that are in this business. And so I like being able to ask those questions and really dig a little bit and get some answers that we all all want to know. And I would say too, you know, like the first so many shows are just going to stink. You know, (laughs) I tell people and you correct me, Toby, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. But I tell people like, you got to get started and you want it to be the best it can be. But until you interview so many people and until you've spoken into the mic, you know, long enough 
or enough times, it's just not going to be easy in the beginning normally. You got to get through so many shows and get some experience before it's going to just feel more natural. That is so correct. And you you have to have the courage to do that. To, you know, just mess up, make mistakes, blow up that first handful of <laughs> sometimes hundreds of podcasts. But, but if you're not willing to do that, how are you going to grow? So that's a good point. And you've done that. I feel like you've done that pretty well on this show. Not that you've blown up the first ones, but that you showed up pretty fast. You just went for it. We hope that you have enjoyed the highlight show today. You can always listen to the full episodes that were featured today by clicking the links in the show notes page in the the description box. Let us know in the comments what you thought of this episode, or you can go to lifebridgecapital.com forward slash podcast and click the feedback button. Let us know how we can add more value to you. Thank you and talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.